Come on. Lifeblood, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Dan Irvine. Dan, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Let's go. Let's go. Dan is the principal of Three Summit Investment Management. He's a portfolio manager, an investment strategy expert, and a podcaster. Dan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, personal life, my wife and I have two boys, eight and four. And we spend, we just try to get them outside as much as possible. We love to be on the water, hiking, traveling. So that's uh, when I'm not working, that's what I love to do. Uh, about my work, I am the founder of an investment management firm called Three Summit Investment Management. We manage investment portfolios for individuals and small institutions. Small institutions are, we usually define as, are usually defined as charitable organizations foundations, endowments, nonprofits. Um, I, I think this will be important for maybe later in our conversation, but small institutions are usually about 100 million and below. And a lot of people think, well, that sounds pretty big. But uh, what's interesting about the industry is there's still uh, 100 million and less is usually generally still a retail investor. They generally still have the same investment options that are available to smaller investors that may have $20,000 or $100,000 in a, in a uh, portfolio. So that's, uh, there's, a, there's a gap in the market there. So that's what the firm does. We service smaller retail investors. Why I do what I do? I love this question. Um, I think everybody should ask themselves this question. I, it helps uh, when you understand why you're doing what you're doing, I think it just helps give purpose and meaning behind your work. So anyway, George, thanks for asking me that because it gave me a chance to think about it. Um, so I don't know, George, your, your listeners may be, you know, may have felt this before, but most people are suspicious that the quality of investment management that they're getting from a financial advisor or that are just available to them, whether they manage themselves and they look for somebody to help them is inferior to what larger investors may have access to. You know, a common refrain that you hear among people is that markets are rigged against the little guy. And that is generally correct. Um, so I founded Three Summit with one singular goal, and that was to level the playing field for smaller retail investors. There's three main advantages that large investors have. So like I said, people understand that there's, they probably don't have access to what some of the more successful larger investors have, but they don't necessarily know specifically what those things might be. Mm. And there's really three advantages that large investors have. The first one is that 90% of their focus, which I think surprises a lot of people, um, is in risk management. And that is just a fancy way of saying avoiding large losses. So what bigger institutions understand that a lot of smaller retail investors don't is that risk management is an additional source of return. So if you lose less, through your investment journey along the way, you have periods where you're losing less than other investors along the way. You have a high probability of ending up with more at the end. 
So that is why, surprisingly, most of their focus is on risk management. The other point is that large investors have a more advantageous fee schedule available to them. They have better fee structures. And what that means is, it, I mean, it's pretty easy to understand, is that uh, given the percentage of investments that they, that they or the percentage of uh, their assets they invest, they pay less in fees for the returns that they get. So that is that can become a very big advantage over time. And then the final one is they have access to better investment strategies. And specifically what I mean by that is better investment strategies that help them manage risk. So investment strategies that allow them to have a better chance of reducing the size of their investment losses along the way um, while not taking away too much from their potential return. So I you know to, just to wrap it up, I would say, when I say leveling the playing field for retail investors, that's what I mean. I mean, um, eliminating these disadvantages for retail investors. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. And just real quick, I've got uh, a five and a two-year-old. They're both uh-huh. boys. People are always like, oh, just, just have them run around outside. They'll get tired. I'm like, my kids don't, they have this inexhaustible gas tank. I feel like I could run them forever. I don't know if that changes over time. I, I don't think it does. I, I bought a trampoline thinking that that might help me do it. Uh, yeah. It hasn't made much of a difference. I don't know about you, but I did a lot of wrestling. <laughs> a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Well, fair enough. All right. So risk management, as, as, as you were talking, I had a flashback to a, a great Warren Buffett quarter conversation about just rule number one is, is, is don't lose money. And I think that, that I, as much as I think about finance, personal finance, I forget that that's such a foundational thing and maybe even out of sight, out of mind. Do you just think people that's just not on our radar? It's not. I think it's it's behaviorally wired into us. You know, We are very sensitive about our money. Uh, we love to make high returns. We, we like that a, a lot. Um, and we really hate to lose money. So it just creates weird behavioral tendencies. And, uh, you know, the other thing that it does is because of the, because it's so sensitive, we're so sensitive to losses behaviorally, we tend to go into like a first order type of thinking. So when we're losing money, we can't think rationally or try to understand what's happening or uh, make smart changes uh, at the time that it's happening because we're, our brains are just reacting to what's going on. So Warren Buffett is exactly right. And he was, he's, all he's doing is saying exactly what the biggest investors know already is that the key to success really is, is not losing large amounts of money at any given time along the way. You want to keep your losses small. Um, I don't know if you want to expand on this a little more, George, but yeah, I would. Um, so I think it gets into, I think what's most just key for investors, and that is understanding the math behind investment losses. Um, even professional investors forget because of what I was saying, the first order thinking, they forget about the math, even though they know what the math is on how returns and our work and how losses work, they still frequently ignore it or their behavior overrides the, you know, the logical way of thinking about things. But a simplistic way to look at it is 
the way that we process markets on a daily basis, and maybe people can relate to this, is you know, we've had some market volatility lately. So say the market goes down 5% and you're really bummed out, you're having a bad night, next day you're watching the markets and by some miracle, the market goes back up 5%. Well, people's natural reaction is, oh, thank God, I'm back to where I was. At least I didn't lose anything. That was a scary drop, but I'm back to where I was. And in reality, you're not. You're still down 25 basis points, 0.25%. doesn't seem like a lot, but losses compound like gains compound. Um, and then there's an even more important point about large losses. Large losses disproportionately impact a portfolio. And that some people say, well, that makes sense. If I lose 10%, I got to get 10% to get back. And that's actually not true. If you lose 10%, you need 11% to get back to even. And then the calculation gets grows exponentially. Your hurdle grows exponentially as the losses grow. So if you lose 20%, you need 25% to get back mm -hmm. to even. If you lose 40, you need 67. And then finally, if you're 100% invested in stocks in 2008 and you lose 50, you have to have 100% returns to get back to even. So people really underestimate opportunity cost in the market. It takes a really long time to recover 100% to get back to where just where you were. And markets go in cycles. They go up for a period of time. They go down. Well, if you're spending the whole up cycle recovering from the previous down cycle, you aren't getting ahead. You're taking one step forward, two steps back. Smaller losses allow you to take one step forward, half a step back. So you're, 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 compound, you're continuously compounding on higher average account values is the idea. And it, 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 it is rough for us to get our brain around that because, you know, it's natural. Yes. I lost 5%, <laughs> got 5% back today. I'm back to even. But then how it compounds and talk about mm -hmm. if, you, if your portfolio drops 50%, you need to, um, what, is it 100%? 100%, to recover. Yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, just those small losses in the 5% example, for a technical term, it's called volatility drag. But just think about it. You know, the, if the market, stocks are some of the most risky investments that you can invest in. They're very, very volatile. People are seeing that right now. When you have up 3%, down 2.5%, down 1.5%, up 1.5%, right? You're, you're, compounding these fractional differences. So when the market went down 3%, recovered two, you didn't recover 2% of the 3%, you recovered less than that. And that fraction gets added on. And so it creates a continuous headwind to investing. So high volatility creates continuous headwind. And it's, um, so that's why, you know, risk management, trying to, trying to, aggressively reduce how much you lose is so important. I think that, that people are starting to better understand the, the fee structures and to ask better questions about how much is Dan making, how much is the firm charging, how much the investments cost and all those things, which I think is really important. And if we don't understand that, those are some of the important questions you should be asking. I wanted to just kind of stay on this, the, the risk management piece. He talked about how the third advantage that uh, more 
institutional larger uh, clients or portfolios have is access to better investment strategies and better risk management. And you just said aggressive risk management. What are some of those some of those strategies or things that people can do? Good question. A um, couple things. One is uh, invest in diversify your assets out a little bit. Everybody knows diversification. They understand that, but they don't do it uh, quite enough. Sure. So. <laughs> For example, gold. Um, gold is a great diversifier in a portfolio. A lot of people have it. And they say, I have it. I have 2% of my portfolio in gold. Uh, that, you know, being more aggressive with out-of-the-box allocations, uh, 8%, 10% in an environment like this is good for uh, a portfolio, really good for a portfolio because what it does is gold, while there is some correlations to stock, it, it doesn't move with stocks as often. And when stocks really have problems, gold tends to do the best. So having a constant allocation of say 8% in gold can really moderate your portfolio. And you just have to get used to it looking different than the market. So you want your portfolio to look different from the market. And that some people have a hard time internalizing that. Because they're watching the market and the market may be up 3%, they're up one, but they're not noticing that one day when the market was down you know, 2%, they were down 0.25%. And so being comfortable with not looking like the market and is important. So, so gold is a great one. Another good strategy is trend following. So there are now ETFs as the ETF market has evolved, that do-it-yourselfers and individuals can get access to trend-following strategies. So one particular ETF family that, that does them is Trendpilot. Now, these are simple moving averages. So basically what they do is they look for momentum and prices. We talked about how prices move in cycles. And so when stock prices are moving up, they tend to move up longer. And until that until that trend reverses, so what they do is those strategies look for changes in the trend. When the trend's moving up, they're heavily invested in stocks. When the trend switches and starts to move down, they move to more defensive assets like bonds. So that's a great option. And then the the another option is a buffer strategies, which are also available through ETFs. And that's where you participate in a certain percentage of up moves in a market. So say you're capped at 9%. So you get to participate in, if the S&P moves up 9%, you participate 100%, you get 9% returns. But if the market moves down, you're protected from anywhere between 15 and 20% on the downside. Uh, so if the market goes down 30%, you're still gonna show losses, but they're gonna be significantly less. So all of these strategies, Combine in a portfolio, you should not go all in on any specific strategy, but including strategy diversification in a portfolio can be really powerful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Those are those are great. So consider, or at least think about adding gold to your portfolio, just in the spirit of we don't want our entire portfolio, all of our assets to look like the stock market. So considering using that and then trend following strategies and buffer strategies. Those are excellent. I love it. Well, Dan, those are solid, but the people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Difference making tip. Well, I recently read a, a great book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. Mm. 
And the, the main, the, the main topic of that book is making incremental change. So instead of setting goals, it's achieving what you want to achieve through incremental change. And I think it applies to success in all areas of life, quite honestly, making incremental changes, but in finance, investing, personal finance, it's just as relevant. You know, if you want to save more money, start do make a small incremental change, go and cancel some subscriptions, monthly subscriptions that you don't use very much, or you can live without. And, uh, it may seem like a small difference, $14 a month, $20 a month, but those changes add up. And so if, if you're wanting to save the, making those small changes, what you'll discover is they'll make you aware of the other things that you're doing. And soon you can start to develop the habits that you want to do. You don't necessarily have to set a goal that says, I'm going to cut my expenses by X dollars a month. You just make incremental change towards where you want to be headed. So I think that's a, that's a great tip in life. Yeah. I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it's all about, right? It's like, I can't lose a hundred pounds in, in, in a year, maybe, but if I just chip away at it over the course of three years or whatever, there's, there's no doubt I can probably change my entire life, but it's all about those incremental little changes. So absolutely. Well, you have kids. I know from my perspective, my, you were saying losing 200 pounds, like that's a tough goal, like not likely to work out my goal since I've had kids is to fluctuate in weight less. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I love it. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and Three Summit Investment Management? That's great. Well, you know, I'm passionate about this topic. So we have a lot of educational pieces on our website. I think that's a great place to start. We've got a video series that people can learn about investment losses and managing uh, how they can apply uh, techniques to lessen their losses. So that's it. Three summit number three summit.com. Um, I, you know, I think that that's a great place to start with the resources. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show down your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to three summit.com. That's the number three S U M M I T.com. And check out that great video series that Dan was talking about, because I know that even from my perspective, I don't think about or focus enough about risk. So the more that we can learn, educate ourselves, and then once you know, then it's a matter of well, what do I do about it? So uh, that video series, I know, will be very, very helpful. So check that out. Thanks again, Dan. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.